Good morning, church family, uh, Keystone, our friends, uh, those that are watching. Um, of course, we're all watching online this morning. It is Easter Sunday. And man, I tell you what, if you'd have told me three months ago that this is how we were going to spend Easter Sunday, oh man, I don't know what I would have done. I'd have probably quit. Um, but hey, listen, no matter where you're at, no matter which living room you're watching from, no matter which phone or iPad you're watching from, um, it is Easter and listen, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And you know what? Calvary does cover it all. And man, I'm so pumped about Easter. I want to thank you so much for uh, logging on. If you're watching this live, hey, everybody, it's great to see you. Um, if you're watching this later, uh, thank you so much for tuning in and for watching. Um, but we want to welcome you to Keystone Church. We want to welcome you to our Easter services online. If we would have done what we wanted to do, uh, we would have been, uh, yesterday, we would have had this incredible time with our kids and our community. We had an awesome event planned, but you know what? The Lord saw differently and uh, he moved us uh, in our homes during this COVID-19 outbreak. And we're obviously following all of our governor and our mayor and all the mandates that have been put in place and all the suggestions there. Uh, but hey, wherever you're at this morning, here's what I want you to do for the next few minutes. Uh, try to limit all the distractions and put away as much as you can. Get your Bible out and get uh, ready to, to hear from God's Word today. It's Easter. Easter Sunday. It's a time for, uh, for Christians to come together, and many call it Resurrection Sunday. It's the pinnacle day for many churches in the life of their church for the year. In fact, today throughout the world... Uh, churches have figured out ways to meet, most of them meeting online, <clears throat> doing online services. And there's a wide range of, of different types of services that you can watch today for Easter. Uh, but it's an important Sunday, and I want to thank you for being a part of our service. Now, this morning, I don't know your personal story. Um, everybody that's watching this morning has a different story. You have a, a different background. We have someone here this morning who... Uh, we're raised in a, in a, in a faith-driven environment, in a home where they were maybe take, take, they would be taken to church every week and uh, drugged to church sometimes, right? Others that are watching this morning, you were uh, maybe raised in a non-religious home, or maybe, <clears throat> maybe you were raised in a home that was just a non-practicing home, right? A non-practicing religion home. Uh, we're all from different walks of life and different backgrounds. And I want to say this morning, uh, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, you're welcome here. Obviously in our online services, of course. But you're welcome within our circle, within our church family, as we call it. And we, want, we seek to be a place where you can come and bring your questions and you can bring your doubts and you can bring the skepticism with you. And we want to just walk alongside you during those times. We want uh, to be just a resource for you during those times and maybe point you to different uh, portions of Scripture during those times. We want to be here for you, and so you are welcome here. Uh, you matter to God is what we say, and you matter to us. And we want you to know that uh, this morning. This morning we're going to open up God's Word, and we're going to be in the book of 1 Corinthians. This is Paul's first letter that he writes to the church at Corinth. And by the way, in case you think that you're too much of a sinner to to hear these words or you, man, my sin is just too bad this morning. And this doesn't apply to me. The church at Corinth was messed up. I mean, it was bad. I'm not going to take the time this morning to go back through it, but 
read through the book of 1 Corinthians, the first few chapters, and you're going to find a church that had some serious problems. And so, listen, I promise you, your problems are not as bad as what was going on in in Corinth. And uh, this morning, let's just let the Word of God speak to us. In the previous two chapters, in chapter 13, Paul emphasized love, the great love chapter that you hear oftentimes at weddings and different things. And the context he gave it in was within the local church. And chapter 14, once again, the context of the local church, Paul gives instruction on using your spiritual giftings. And we all have spiritual gifts and different things that God has blessed us with. But it's almost as he comes to chapter 15, there's only one more chapter after this in the book, that Paul wants to solidify something. That he wants to take the time and the effort at the end of this letter that he's writing to the church at Corinth uh, to emphasize the teaching of the resurrection. And that's supremely important to us today on Easter Sunday. So let's do this. Let's read this together. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. We're going to begin in verse 12 this morning. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 12. Paul says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Verse 14, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Verse 18, Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ... We are of all men the most pitiable. I want to preach to you today a message that is taken directly from 14, uh, verse 14. The title is taken directly from there. It simply says this, If Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, speak through your word. I pray during these brief moments this morning that you would speak, that your Holy Spirit's power would flow through the Word of God. God, that you would remove me from getting in your way this morning. May I say everything you'd have me to say in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The validity of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is crucial to the Christian faith. The validity of it, whether or not it happened, was it fiction or was it fact? And this morning, let me say there are other saviors who can claim to have lived a perfect life. Uh, There are other saviors who can claim to have died a martyr's death. But let me say something this morning. There is no other savior who can honestly claim to have been raised from the dead. There is no other savior that can claim this this crucial doctrine of the resurrection is what sets biblical Christianity apart from every other religion in this world. You hear people say oftentimes, hey, all religions are the same. It's just many different paths to one goal. And let me say this morning, that is not the truth. You see, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
Jesus Christ is set apart from all other saviors. Uh, biblical Christianity sets itself apart from all other religions, if you want to use that word uh, this morning. Uh, Paul's wording in this text has kind of spawned our sermon today. If Christ is not risen, if Christ is not risen, number one this morning, I want you to see this. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. Look at verse 14. That's literally what it says. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. Paul spent the some time at the beginning of this chapter in the first 11 verses to unpack the gospel. To unpack the gospel. The gospel, simply put by Paul in this chapter, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the foundation of, of every message that we preach here at Keystone Church. The gospel is the foundation of every event that we hold at Keystone Church. The gospel is central to every connect group that we host at Keystone Church. The gospel is the foundation for all of our theology um, here at Keystone Church. The, the gospel is the lens by which we view scripture and, and we see the redemptive story of Jesus Christ all the way from Genesis to Revelation this morning. The gospel is the lens by which we view that. The gospel is central to everything that we do as a local church. And let me say this, hear me out this morning. The gospel is not the gospel without the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This morning, if there be no resurrection, if Christ is not risen this morning, then my preaching is empty. Listen, this morning, if the resurrection is not real, if Christ is not risen, then I'm just giving you false hope. Then the book that we preach every Sunday is just a how-to manual for life. Listen this morning, if Christ is not risen, then my preaching is empty. If Christ is not risen, then this uh, book, the Bible that we love so much, is no longer bread for the hungry soul. It's no longer water for the thirsty soul. It is no longer that satisfaction to the soul that is seeking. Listen, if the resurrection is not real, if Christ is not risen this morning, then what we preach, it's just emptiness. It's just emptiness. If Christ is not risen, our preaching is empty. That's not where he stopped. Paul didn't stop there. Not only if Christ is not risen, is our preaching empty, but Number two, I want us to see this morning, if Christ is not risen, our faith is futile. Our faith is futile. In two different verses, Paul alludes to this in verse 14, where we just were, and then down in verse 17. Look at it with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 says, If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. And then down in verse 17, just a couple of verses down, And if Christ is not risen... Your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Man, what a, what a verse. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. I don't like that verse. There are verses in Scripture that I like. There are other verses I don't like. I don't like that verse. But I want to break this down as simply as 
as I know how this morning, as Paul did here. If Christ is not risen, if the resurrection this morning is not real, then every single one of us, me included, you included, we are still left without hope in our sins. Listen this morning, if the resurrection is a lie, if the resurrection is false this morning, then you and I are still living under that old law, that old curse that we received from Adam, our father, sin. Sin. Look at Romans chapter 6 this morning. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up. You have an app or whatever it is. Romans chapter 6. I want you to see this. Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. The same author, Paul, says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Look at verse 9. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is important for us to understand this morning that when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, that he rose in victory. He rose in life. He rose in life abundant. He rose in victory over death, over sin, over hell, over the grave. Listen, if Christ is not risen this morning, then our faith is futile. Our faith, verse 14 says, is empty. It's emptiness this morning. The resurrection, a crucial, crucial truth to every single believer. If Christ is not risen, then we are still living in our sin. If Christ is not risen this morning, the great transaction of of darkness to light, of, of, of death to life, that great transaction is incomplete this morning. If Christ is not risen, our faith is futile. You see, the entirety of our faith rests upon whether or not Jesus Christ rose from the grave. It is so important. It is such an important truth that we must understand that our faith rests upon Easter Sunday. Our faith rests upon Resurrection Sunday, if you want to call it that this morning. Not only is our preaching empty, if Christ is not risen. Not only is our faith futile, if Christ is not risen. But lastly this morning, I want us to see that if Christ is not risen, our future is grim. Our future is grim. Look at verse 18. Back in our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 18. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Another word there is miserable. 
Our faith is an eternal faith. It is called eternal life. It is called everlasting life. And the hope that we have this morning is the eternal hope that we have in Jesus is that one day when you and I leave this earth, no matter how it happens and no matter when it happens, that we will be, when we are absent from the body, that we are present with the Lord. Our hope today is an eternal hope. But may I say this, if Christ is not risen, then our future is grim. Our future is bleak. If Christ is not risen, if Christ is not risen, I don't know how to say it any better than this or any more clearly than this. If Christ is not risen, then we will spend an eternity in hell. If Christ is not risen. Such an important truth. Such an important truth. If we this morning cannot wrap our minds around and believe the fact of the resurrection, then we cannot believe in the eternal redemptive power of the gospel that not only the Holy Spirit comes in today, but that the Holy Spirit will sustain us for all eternity in a place called heaven. And I don't like that news. I don't like to think about that. I don't like to think about the fact that if Christ is not risen, our future is grim. It's not news I want to hear. It's kind of like turning on the news over the last month, right? News we don't want to hear. It can cause us emotional stress, spiritual stress. But I want to close with this this morning. I want to close with some good news. With some good news. In that same chapter that you're in, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I look down a little ways, uh, down in verse 51. Paul says this, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will, be, will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible is put on incorruption and this mortal is put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to end with good news. We have the victory. I want to end with good news. The resurrection is real. This morning, obviously, we read in God's Word that the resurrection of Jesus is real. We accept that by faith. However, if today you were able to be uh, in the Holy Land right now, over in the Middle East, and if today you were to take a tour of the Middle East, you would go up to a place and you would ask them, hey, listen, could you take me on a tour that would show me the tomb where Jesus was resurrected? Today, uh, a tour guide would take you, and, and may I just say, a tour guide who probably is not a believer, more than likely. A tour guide who does not claim biblical Christianity and faith in Christ. That tour guide would take you to a place and he would show you an empty tomb. You can walk in and you can look around this morning. And that unbelieving, more than likely, tour guide would tell you 
This, historically, is where Jesus laid in the tomb for three days. This, historically, is where he rose from the dead after three days. You see this morning, the resurrection, oh, it's real. It's real. I hope it's real in your life. It's real in my life. You see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope for eternity in heaven, that we will one day be raised, that, that the corruptible will be raised in incorruption, as the Scripture told us. Man, that's the hope that I have. That's the hope that you have this morning. It's the most important thing you can know is that Jesus rose again because He rose in victory for you. He rose in victory over sin and death and hell and the grave for you. This morning, I leave you with a simple question. Since Christ is risen, what will you do with that truth? Since Christ is risen, what will you do with that truth? You have a couple of options. You can continue living your life ignoring that truth. You can willfully reject that truth. Or what I'm calling you to today is humble repentance. To say, you know what? The truth of the resurrection means that I can have new life in Christ. That I can be raised with Him. I repent of my sin. I repent of the evil and the wickedness that I've lived in my life. And I turn to the one who died, was buried, and rose again. And rose again. I believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I surrender my heart and my life to Him. I trust in Him completely for my salvation. Hey, what a day. Resurrection Sunday. It is the Christian's most important day of the year to celebrate. Hey, listen, we would celebrate no more than if you were this morning to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Listen, our church family, we would go nuts. We would absolutely love it this morning. Listen, if Jesus is speaking to your heart this morning, if the Holy Spirit is knocking at your heart's door this morning, could I ask you simply to surrender, to give in? And the best you know how, maybe right where you're seated this morning, say a prayer or something like this, Dear Lord, I know that, I know I'm a sinner. God, I know I've messed up many, many times. God, I know that my sin has separated me from you and that I deserve death and death in hell. But Jesus, I acknowledge that you came and you died for me. Being a perfect, sinless Savior, you died on the cross for me. You were buried and you rose again. Today I believe that. Today I receive that. Today I surrender myself to that. I trust in you, Jesus, and only you. Not my good deeds and not my good works and not my church and not my donation history. I trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. Come into my heart and life. Save me and give me an eternity with you in heaven. If you prayed that prayer this morning, man, we're so happy for you as a church. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you'd be ever so bold to comment uh, in the comment section. If not, that's okay. Would you be willing to maybe send us a direct message? Um, 
I or one of our pastors and leaders would like to just maybe reach out to you and set up maybe a phone conversation or, uh, or just let us know. If you say, hey, don't reach out to me, I just want to let you know this. That's fine. Uh, well, we would love to hear from you this morning. Keystone family, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Um, these are difficult times and different times, but man, I'm just praising the Lord for all He's allowing us to do. I want to thank you so much. Uh, if this is your first time uh, worshiping with us uh, online, uh, there should be a couple of different links that we've shared during this time uh, for you to fill out an online connect card. And all that's going to do is allow us to connect with you further. We would put you um, on our email list and we do not uh, overwhelm you with that. We promise we don't do that. Uh, but it would just allow you to stay in contact with us a little closer. And so please fill that online connect card out. Um, we love you guys. We thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 1030. We're going to be back in the book of James in a series we're calling Evidence. We love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystonerdu.church. If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media ministry and outreach ministry of Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and all around the world. Visit keystonerdu.church to get involved.